Hey SEOs and content marketers, say goodbye to crazy spreadsheet mashups and experience unprecedented connectivity between your SEO planning and reporting data. Introducing Audience Key, technology for keyword mapping, content brief automation, and rank tracking that form an SEO strategy system providing unparalleled feedback loops between planning, reporting, and optimization activities. Put your time and energy into strategy, not data upkeep. Visit audiencekey.com and apply for a free trial today. Webcology on WMR.FM. It is the 12th of January, 2023. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media and Dave Davies from Weights and Biases. And we're joined today by uh, by Dixon Jones from InLinks. Um, then this is a real treat. Dixon is one of the uh, best known um, innovators and tool makers in the, in the SEO sector. And uh, we got him for the entire hour because... Like most conversations about SEO these days and about computing in general, we're going to be talking a lot about AI, a lot about machine learning, and a lot about um, processes that make dealing with just massive amounts of information, massive amounts of data, and making it easier. Um, so, Dixon, welcome back to Webcology. You haven't been here for a few years, so it's wonderful having you back again. Thanks ever so much for, uh, for for inviting me again. Last time I came on, uh, I was uh, I was on over on stateside. I'm in the UK now, and uh, but I was over stateside, and I was actually in a hotel looking out on the the White House, and uh, and that was always a big dream of me. So uh, that you were the only thing I did on that holiday was come into your show. So uh, I, it's nice to be back again. Thank you very much, oh. Jim, for the invitation. Appreciate that's it. A, that's 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 a hell of an honor. Um, you travel a lot. You have a lot with your job. Um, yeah. Have well, you been you traveling? Should, yeah. Have you been traveling as much um, since the world has reopened after the uh, the? No, I've been I've been stateside. Uh, I went to uh, I think called uh, SEO Rockstars last uh, November. Uh, I've um, I got out to Slovenia. I I I'm, I host a or the, I'm the an MC for a conference in Slovenia called In Orbit, which is pretty good, which was enjoyable. And I know Slovenia sounds like an awful long way to, from from a lot of people, a lot of viewers, but uh, but it's a lovely little lovely country if you ever get to go there. Uh, and so I've I've have been traveling a bit. Uh, I went out to Barbados for Barbados SEO. So mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah, I'm getting back into the groove. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just today put my name on Speaker Hub as well because. Uh, I kind of figure, well, actually, no, the reason I did it was because um, they knocked me down from position one to position two uh, for the phrase speaker, uh, uh, SEO speaker on Google. So I, uh, I, I kind of thought, well, I probably should uh, just 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 go and get registered on there. So I'm, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll put it back up again because uh, I, I, my travel, uh, but I've completely lost all of my points on air miles. I've completely lost my platinum status on hilton and i'm now i'm not even a bronze they've kicked me out you know? <laughs> so i'm going back to marriott now i mean you know they really they threw me off you know uh, the fact that i've been ill for, uh, you know covid for two years you know it did uh it did stop everything really didn't it well if gee if 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 only there was like some tool you could run through your web content through that would um you know Find a way to, um, I don't know, maybe maybe boost your position in uh, in Google search. What do you think? Yeah, it'll it'll never happen, Jim. It'll never happen. <laughs> okay, so um, 
Aside from calling uh, Jason Jason Bernard, which would be uh, the, the 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 logical thing to do if you if you've lost your uh, your 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 own knowledge panel or, or something, um, how would you use your own product in links to solve your problem, declining uh, rankings under your own name at yourself as an entity? So, <laughs> so well, thank you very much for that. <laughs> Jim. You the, opened uh, it. Yeah. I did, I did not start the uh, self-plugging uh, thing there. So I tried to send you off in a different direction, Jim. But no, you dragged me right back into self-promotion. So, no. so, uh, so, so the InLinks tool is built around um, uh, entities, you know, so, so uh, in, but we look at, dif- look at life in a slightly different way to Jason. So Jason Barnard's Calicube kind of really looks at how to build up your knowledge panel and your, you know, he calls himself the brand SERPs guy for a reason. Uh, and, uh, and it's all about, you know, trying to identify Dixon and Jones in, in my case as, as a brand. Uh, and I have done all of that, of course. Um, but the InLinks tool is more about how we can use entities within the traditional um, idea of, you know, the, the web content, you know, telling stories. And the idea is that, you know, when you read a, a page of web text, um, you can either read the words or you can read the words as a machine and uh, and put them all into underlying entities. So, you know, uh, he, uh, I don't know, she, she traveled to Paris on um, British Airways. You know, that's talking about Paris, um, British Airways and travel. There's three consents in there. And, uh, and so th- those, are, those are entities that all have a, an entity um, record in Google's Knowledge Graph or a, a page in Wikipedia or, uh, or, or, or whatever it may be. So you can build up a web page based on underlying entities. And uh, so the whole idea there is that we use um, entities to try and map a web page as we believe search engines do now. Uh, and so by having our own knowledge graph and our own natural language processing algorithm, we can break a page down into uh, into underlying entities. And from there, we can then build up search engine optimization ideas based around missing entities. We can build up internal links so we can internally link ideas together uh, based on user input, the, the user saying, this is the page about Paris or this is the page about British Airways. Uh, and uh, so we can build the links and we, we do that using JavaScript. And, the, you know, we can talk about some JavaScript stuff that came out in the news today as well. Uh, and and so, uh, I, I, so we can, and then we can also build schema around that. So, InLinks does three things really, really well. It automates your internal linking based around concepts and entities rather than around keywords. Uh, it uh, builds schema, but a specific sort of key- schema, a very, you know, this is what your entity is, um, uh, entities are on this page. This is what this page is about in terms of entities that, w- that Google can understand. Uh, and then it uh, also helps you optimize content, just like other tools like Surfer SEO or Phrase or, um, you know, choose, choose, your, choose your editing tool here. But it does it very much around this entity concept. So it says, you know, use these entities. Um, and of course, you know, what with chat GTP coming online, we built something to do that as well. So that's, is, is that enough plug for you, Jim? <laughs> no, no we'll, we'll, we'll get more plug later, especially in relation to AI and machine learning. But I, I think Dave, Dave, Dave had a couple of questions he was going to jump in with. I, 
Yeah, I do. I have to. I have to jump in. And, and Dixon. I mean, that was that was just hilarious because I ended up like jotting down more and more questions because just as you were talking, it's like, oh, and then there's this thread. Oh, and then there's this thread. Oh, and then. <laughs> but okay, let's start. So, 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 but, so before we came out, and you were a bit worried that there wasn't much news today, and I've just set you off on a on a on an as <laughs> uh, an as journey into stuff. Okay. <laughs> so let's let's start at the beginning, like we're all we're all chatting right like the 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 three of us here and all of us we've talked about entities before dixon you've built tools around it i've like written about it jim's written about like we all know but a lot of our listeners might not understand just inherently what is an entity so let's let, let me make that the first question is when you're saying an entity what is it and why does it even kind of matter for seo Right. Okay. So first things first, and I also wrote a book, book called Entity SEO, which you can get on Amazon. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and that's, it's only 72 pages long and it doesn't need to be any longer. Uh, ultimately, uh, an entity is a concept that, uh, is definable and in a knowledge graph. So knowledge, you've got the knowledge panel, you've got knowledge bases and knowledge graphs. Sorry. So it's in knowledge base. So, uh, a good way to look at Wikipedia is that it is a list of well-defined concepts and ideas. So Wikipedia is naturally a list of entities. Um, and funnily enough, it makes a very, very useful bridge between, you know, anybody else's knowledge graph and um, and Google's knowledge graph because Google used Wikipedia as as every knowledge graph has used Wikipedia as a, a training set for for a knowledge graph. So the concept of IBM is in Wikipedia as an article. The concept of Microsoft is in there as an article. The concept of Paris is in there as an article. The concept of walking or hiking is in there as an article. And walking and hiking are synonyms of each other. So, you know, these these kind of ideas are all um uh, well definable so i look at an entity as being something that you would find in an encyclopedia and each encyclopedia entry is an article now is is an entity now of course it's, it, you then turn that into a machine sort of database idea uh, and the and the database becomes a little bit different so you've got um the concept of paris is now paris has got a population of this and it's this and this and this and a bunch of other data that's related to it but um but nevertheless it still has a record for paris it still has a record for british airways so uh so it's just just the idea of describing keywords in terms of defined entities that are in the knowledge graph and by the knowledge graph i'm probably referring to google's but sometimes i'm referring to ours you know because i have a knowledge graph as well and sometimes i might be referring to wikipedia because wikipedia is knowledge graph they're all knowledge graphs they're all sets of data that we've defined concepts that we understand but you could change the word entity for topic or for um uh, idea and all of those are, are are valid kind of synonyms for the word entity really uh, and so so entity gets a bit scary as a word um but uh it's a uh, it's it's not a it's not a it's not a difficult concept when you break it down to that idea that's it, it, it's it's complex in its simplicity right like I, I think you described it really really well there um and it's it, it's almost difficult to put your finger on because it is everything and then kind of nothing right <laughs> yeah. the, like... well the thing is that the what what i i so firstly if you had two different 
encyclopedias, you're going to have different things in those encyclopedias. Mm -hmm. And they'll probably be the same thing. So one of them is going to call it Sri Lanka and one of them is going to call it Ceylon, you know. Uh, so, you know, so so there's going to be different different articles with different names, but they're going to be the same concepts. And so... Um, so also also another way to do that is uh, is you can have different maps. So Google has a, a Google Maps, Apple has Apple Maps. In the UK, we've got a thing called the Ordnance Survey, uh, which is uh, is is maps of the UK and and the world actually, uh, and uh, and so we've got maps. And it doesn't actually matter if you want to get from here to there. It probably doesn't matter which map you use, but you're a bit screwed if you don't use a map. <laughs> well, now you you lead. You're you're great at giving like just certain like lead points and, and helping me get to my get to my threads. This might be one of the easiest <laughs> sort of interviews we've ever done, just because you keep like <laughs> handing it to me. So you, you discussed that there are sort of different entity lists, basically, is is, is what yep. you alluded to there. So where where does Inlinks get theirs? Um, like what is what is yours built on? So we we've built ours uh, initially. Uh, we use things like Wiki, Wikidata and Wikipedia to to mm -hmm. to, to build our, our list, uh, and uh, but but then it gets fixed as the build, as the system develops. So anybody that uses Inlinks, um, if they if 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 it if our tool crawls a web page and gets something wrong, let's say it gets Mustang. Um, at, in the concept of a horse, and actually the page is about Mustang in the concept of a car. By the way, the Mustang uh, Mackey is a brilliant car. I love it. I recommend it to everybody out there. You know, and it's my current topic for my, my current choice for for this example. Uh, you know, so so sometimes our NLP will get something wrong, and so will somebody else's. So you get con Mustang out of context, and Mustang is not wrong as a horse, and Mustang is not wrong as a car, and it's not wrong as an aeroplane. All of those are valid. But the context is important for um, for the label. So Mustang is just a label for a concept, and it can be a label for three different um, entities. Uh, and so, um, so we use we use Wikipedia. But then um, every time something gets wrong, goes wrong, um, then you can just on our system you can just say that's weird. Just take it out of the system, and so it just takes it out for you guys on, on your on your interface. But also, it goes back to Jeannie, who's our knowledge graph manager, and she will then, you know, uh, she's got a, you know, she's a linguistics ex expert, and she will go through and say, well, why the hell did we suddenly think that this Mustang was an aeroplane uh, on this occasion when it should have been a horse? Uh, and so, so it'll we, we can work out what other what what words were in there that were you know mis misunderstood to to get that relationship wrong um so it's developed since that so there's a lot of other things that change it but so we have a human um human edited sort of a human uh engineered system that starts with machine learning from wikipedia uh, then it gets fixed by the fact that users use it and improve it uh, and it gets fixed by the fact that Wikipedia changes as well, and they improve their, their system until they until a spammer comes in and wrecks a page for a, a, a while, uh, and and then uh, and then you know hopefully uh, hopefully it's a self improving mechanism um, that is going to be different to everything else in the world because you know that's the nature of uh, of of how these things grow, they're not going to grow the same, and there's no point in us trying to say, oh, we've got the same knowledge graph as Google's. Because the only way you can do that is if you've got, you know, uh, a, you know, Google's knowledge, Google's database, and and uh, and 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 it syncs in real time. Because theirs is updating 
all the time as well, right. based on user behavior. It's a really interesting process that you were describing, but it's just a coincidence of, of interest to me because I was just reading some articles on reinforcement learning from human feedback, which is sort of yeah. what we were describing right there. I think uh, it's really important to have user user a human in the loop um, uh, is is really I'm not going to say important, but it's really helpful for um, for a self improving system. If you if you've got users in the loop who are, who are effectively improving things just by doing. Um, then, then your machine learning doesn't have to be. Um, it, it won't go off on a tangent for too long. Um, somebody will bring it back into line. I hope. You know. Well, that's everybody's familiar with Chat GPT. There's a reason they have a thumbs up, thumbs down option on the result. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you should use that because they are using that, and they've already launched an update, I think. Uh, and I don't know if that's based on people doing ticks and ticks and thumbs up and thumbs down but um there was no point in them giving us this thing for free probably not forever <laughs> but one of the reasons they did it for free was to get an awful lot of users and an awful lot of feedback to be able to improve their learning system yeah well it's not going to be free forever actually earlier today uh open ai announced a that they're looking at introducing a pro enterprise version of chat gpt and uh you know pretty much everyone in seo is talking about um ways to innovate with uh with uh with with with, with open ai or other other forms of ai and I'm, I'm wondering how you've been working with machine learning and, and with ai for a few years now mm. how is um this rapid wave of in, of innovation it almost feels revolutionary because it's all happening in the span of a couple of months in the public yep. space um how is that pushing and driving you so uh, I think the first thing to for us was not to fight it. Um, uh, I mean, I yes, there are going to be Luddites, and and one day I'll wake up as a Luddite and and I'll try and fight it as well. But but as a uh, as a a business in in this in this industry, uh, I think fighting it is is just you know it's, it's you're, you're trying to stop the tide, you're trying to stop the waves, and it, you know it's. Uh, Canute, um, is it Canute that tried to stop the sea? Uh, it's just not going to happen. It's just, it, I mean, chat GPT and things like it ain't stopping. No. And I've just finished a, a book, by the way, called um, Player Piano um, by Kurt Von somebody or other. Maybe someone could look it up. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and and it was written in the 50s. And it was about, you know, the machines taking over the world in the 50s and, and, and taking over society. And all of a sudden, the rules were being made by the machines. Uh, the uh, the decisions were making by the machines and, uh, and stuff like that. And it's a great book. Great book. Uh, very appropriate to read in uh, in a days of chat GPT. But, I mean, this isn't going away. So the way that we've done it is... Um, Chat GPT gave us a new, a new avenue. Really, some SEOs are going to dive straight in and have a button and say, "Right, I want to just write all my content using Chat GPT." Other SEOs are going to say, "That's a really stupid, dangerous thing to do," uh, and uh, and then there's going to be people in between. So um, we decided uh, that it was a real opportunity for us, but we wanted to to make it uh, so that we could 
um, use our stuff to help ChatGBT or help users of ChatGBT. So one of the things that we do on our um, on our content writing system is is we we have now analyzed all the websites that are ranking for a particular word. We've broken those down into the underlying concepts and entities. And we built a content plan that says section one, write about this, 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 and this. Section two, write about this, 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 and this. And section three, write about this, this, and this. So we kind of got this kind of outprint that was designed for human beings. But um, it was very easy for us to just just change those into instructions for for chat gpt um so so all we have to do is add a little button at the top saying here are the things to cut cut and paste into chat gpt that are going to be a lot better than if you um just say write me an article about you know travel to paris um instead of travel to paris you can have the content plan and our content plan says right start with so now so now now we just cut and paste or give you the cut and paste buttons so you you cut and paste into chat gpt uh, start with whatever has come out of the system so so we sit there and say right your introduction should cover the uh, the, the the popular you know, the environment of paris and uh, the surrounding area in 300 words or less the next section should talk about you know uh, airlines that fly to paris the next slide line should talk about the best hotels in paris etc so you cut and cut and cut and, cut and paste by sections and uh, so by taking uh, that step before you just try and ask ChatGPT to write it all in, at least you're going to get better content that is better connected and better related to the search results. And for us, that was quite easy to build because we didn't try and find ChatGPT because it's got to change the name. I cannot say ChatGPT. Uh, I know. It's just hard to say, isn't it? No, it's impossible. If I'm going with open AI as often as often as possible, but you got yeah. you got to go Chat GPT. No, 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 it, it, it feels like you're describing a cleaning product. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so like, I imagine that 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 at Inlings, you could just sort of sit back and and just watch Twitter as um, the SEO community and, and other parts of the creative community just come up with new ways to integrate. Um, AI oh, yeah. with uh, with your product. What's some of the more interesting things you you you've seen people think up? What and in, specifically with the relationship to ChatGPT? Yeah, yeah. Just in the last, even just in the last couple of days. Uh, so, well, really, it's the coding that's kind of getting my 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 imagination going. Because <laughs> um, so so we we um, we we realized that you know we're a really tight company um and so we we basically fred does all the programming and uh and um and 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 all i've ever tried to do as a ceo is to keep everything apart from programming off of fred's desk so that he doesn't have to worry about anything else he doesn't have to worry about where his next minute meal is coming from he doesn't have to worry about you know any other bits and pieces as long as he's programming the program the 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 product is developing so uh so um so when he spent a day looking at ChatGPT uh, and realizing that half the things he'd built he could have done, you know, in a fraction of the time using ChatGPT, that to me is a a big big learning curve uh, because, um, you know, we could have got there faster if we'd started with ChatGPT and started thinking about what it was we want to build uh, rather than um, uh, thinking about what we want to build and then starting to type code you know so so uh, i think there's going to be uh, a massive develop and i've got to try myself because i'm not really i'm not a coder really um but i do want to go onto chat gpt and say 
please write um, a Space Invaders program in JavaScript and see what happens, you know, because I want to be able to just believe that I can um, effectively put, uh, put, you know, say a few words and then put, you know, Space Invaders on a JavaScript page, on a web page, you know. Oh, and, and, and it doesn't sound like it's too difficult to do. Um, and uh, so so there's, there's a couple of things that are going on there. Um, firstly, programming is going to just go through the roof because now you've given it to the masses. So they've, they've commoditized programming. But secondly, those that do actually learn about programming will be able to program the machines. And that in itself is going to keep them well and truly above water. But if they don't, if, if you're a poor programmer, you should probably watch out for your job and and start and you can be a pro ball programmer, but you've got to be um, a good visionary or a good a, a good a good human. I think a, a good um, uh, far sighted human. You've got to look deeper um, and stop uh, stop thinking that you can do things in a shallow way. How did you describe that a, a few weeks ago, Dave? Um, people would become input experts. Yeah, yeah, the the idea of sort of prompt engineers, um, yeah. right, and becoming an expert at that, at, at, at crafting the way to describe what you want as the output, because will coding be a, a skill? Now, interestingly, on that one, though, I was listening to an interview about a week ago, um, I want to say it was with Jerome Presenti, but I, I could be wrong anyway, describing the, yes, it can be 99% great, that code could be 99% awesome, Except. but now you need the best of the best coders because they need to find that one person <laughs> that's now causing you problems. And writing poor code is really easy. Writing brilliant code is really hard. So until the machine can get to writing that brilliant code. Uh, but I love that idea, Dixon, that you're talking about, because I think that is spot on, is it sort of democratizes um, code generation and, and opens it up to the world where, yes, it might not be perfect. You might need those developers coming in after the fact to actually build production-grade code but you're now just opening up the game development ideation process where you can try a thousand things and go, this is the one, this is the one worth investing in. Yeah. Um, you, but you call it input engineers or whatever you called it. I, I call it um, a new, a new generation of chat GPT consultants, you know, <laughs> I think input engineers is just easier to say, you know, right. I, but it doesn't sound like you can charge as much. No, no, probably not. Uh, but, uh, you know, we also need to consider like Dolly also from OpenAI or, or Stable yeah. Diffuse, right? Like where it's, it's, we can think of it as, as code and textual, but also it can be image. Also it can be video, right? Also it can be, it can be anything we can dream up. Um, now, something that uh, like based on, and, and like I said, you, you keep giving me threads and then I keep having to jot them down so I, so I don't forget. So I'm going to go back to one just because it's going to go into the gray potentially the black and i just i like i have to poke that bear um so we go okay let's let's go down that thread so okay inlinks is giving us a bunch of little prompts to go if you want to like have this this article and it's it's built to rank i love it because you're basically doing that pre-work that, that as seos mm. i do on a regular basis it's like okay what entities and concepts and keywords would we expect to see on this page? Let's make sure. How do we structure this for featured snippets and scheme and all that? Love that. But how long is it until now InLinks can just create that for me? Or, you know what, I won't throw InLinks under the, like, gray hat sort of bus here and go, how long until the tool goes? <laughs> we can pull all of that in. We have an entity understanding. 
why don't we just dump that into GPT? Like, why don't we just do that step for you too and go, oh, you want to rank for this? Here, here's the article, right? Like, and just viewing that out. So, I mean, just by, by giving the cut and paste prompts, you're pretty close if you want to do that. I think that there's a, it, it then becomes a, a question of where do you want to position the product? Um, and we want to position the product on the, on the white side of whiter right. side of gray. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, our product is suited for people that th- think outside the box um, that want to, uh, want to, uh, to, to um, uh, really, uh, you know, engage with, uh, with, with, with our concepts. Uh, but uh, so you could, you can use it any way you want to, but uh, ultimately um I, I, we would ultimately we would still throw it into ChatGPT's API if that came out that, that, that we that we that we had access to. We'd just change the button from cut and paste into ChatGPT. So here's a premium version. Spend more if you really want to create the generated content and just give the money to OpenAI, because um, because I think. Uh, but 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 right now it's just a button that we put into the system, and it's there, also with a caveat and a warning saying you know. Yeah, if you if you if only use this if you've decided that that automated content is your thing, you know. Um, right. So it's it's just getting the balance right because clearly now you can do you can you can write you know you can write a book I'm uh, pretty damn quick with GPT uh, with with OpenAI. That's good, Jim. I'm going to start using OpenAI. <laughs> it's so much easier. Uh, yeah, uh, um, uh, but um, what I would say is that that that. It's the pre-work that we've done that makes it so easy for us to, to to just send people down that route. Because in order to tell people what you put into an AI machine, you have had to have analyzed what is already ranking and why it's ranking and the underlying logic for that sort of that sort of thing. So we've built we, all of our work was done before before the writing part of it. Um and uh, and um we'd already got people really close to the writing part of it. Uh, chat gb sorry open ai <laughs> giving us the last <laughs> mile i know uh i i, I mean and, and other things do it i mean article forge does it in a different way um i think surfer integrated with jarvis um and jarvis is already doing it as well so it's not as if uh, open ai was the first one it's just they're the ones that have come out with a free tool and you know 1.2 billion of backing before they started by the way i heard they're raising funds uh to the tune of a valuation of 26 billion now so um this this company ain't going away <laughs> no it's it's funny i was actually just chatting about that earlier the the recent round with uh with microsoft and jim's heard me umpteen times complain about valuations but this is the first time i'm hearing one that crosses into like well into the billions and i'm like Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and they haven't made a penny yet, under, so, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what are they? Microsoft is trying negotiating forty nine percent of the business, I think. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, but they've already put a lot of money in, so they've probably got a very good uh, negotiating lever. <laughs> yeah. I bet because I bet some of that money was a massive, great big loan. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you think of like, I mean, that's a, a great use of something like Chat GPT or, or or similar systems. Is you think about, oh, now we've got GPT, and this is GPT three point five. We've got GPT four right around the corner. And once that comes out and you integrate that into Word, like 
I think of it instinctively as Bing, but it's like, oh no, you put that into spreadsheets. You put that into Word. Let me just describe what I want to my spreadsheet and it'll make the formulas for me. Oh, wonderful. Um, you know, that there's a difference maker over uh, over Google, I, I think, in that case. But uh, Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and that's going to go, it's going to be, I mean, you want to take it a little step further, you can sit there and say, right, now build me a, a 3D model, a 3D visualization uh, of using DALI 4.5.0, that I can put onto my Facebook Oculus Quest uh, so that I can, you know, change fix my mustang uh um when it goes wrong uh you know that's that you know it, we carry on going so so i think it's woe goes way beyond well in fact seo is a very very small part of the game but i do think that the way that we have to as seos um integrate with um open ai uh, and automated um text is that text is trained on stuff and what we need to do as seos is help our clients to be the recommendation within the text that comes out the other end. So, um, so when we say, you know, uh, give me an ideal itinerary for Paris, uh, then, you know, you've got to have the Paris Hilton in there if you're the Hilton's client, because, you know, so what you're trying to do is, is try and find the underlying training sets for these, these tools, um, influence them, make uh the hilton the paris hilton synonymous with um with the the concepts of hilton and hotels uh, with paris and hotels so that the uh the api the the the, the open ai physically says go to this one um where you go you know <laughs> uh, there had to be a paris hilton joke in there somewhere didn't there? <laughs> yeah there's uh yeah yeah as yeah there are two ways to see paris hilton for sure <laughs> I got engaged in the Paris Hilton. Um, Not a direction I, I have to go. We we touched on it earlier. I want to make sure we we loop back to it because again, Dixie, you give you give just far too many threads here to like go go chasing down. Sorry, um, shall I talk in one I, syllable? I know. Yeah. One syllable would be great. And then I could maybe get through all my questions, but that's not, not going to happen. But something you <laughs> talked about earlier on in, into this was schema, right? We, yep. we, we touched on schema and something I'm having to keep in mind is, I use in links. So I need to like take off that hat and go, not everybody in our listening audience has. <laughs> so for them, um, what kind of scheme are we talking about? Like, and, right. and why does the fact that you guys are mapping entities have anything to do with schema? Right. Okay. So, so we don't do the same kind of schema that most of the tools do that, that the Yoast does and the, uh, and the rank math does and those kind of things. So, so we're not, saying this website is written by this individual or this you know this thing what we're doing is we're reading a page and and setting up what we call content schema so we're saying we're converting that into this page is about this concept google let's say it's let's say it's hiking um and in case you don't understand what hiking is google here's the wikipedia url for hiking yeah, uh, so that so that it, it can map on to a definition that we can all agree on, uh, and so it's it's about hiking and Snowdonia and uh, and um, uh, and and Snowden, uh, you know, which is the biggest mountain in Snowdonia. Funnily enough, uh, so you know, so it's about those three things. Uh, so then, once you've done that, you pretty much identify what this page is about, um, and so that schema just says. The content on this page is about these things. Now, the cynic amongst us or the very old amongst us could say, isn't that just keyword stuffing um, as, as, as we had before? The, the, 
and 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 there is there is an argument to say that's that's true, and I think that's where there is a weakness in the in the knowledge graph. Um, but uh, you've got to map it onto something that the that the other party understands. So you've you know you've you've you, there's only a limited number of concepts in Google's knowledge graph, and if you can't relate it to that knowledge graph entities, um, then it won't work. And also, if you start stuffing a page and saying it's about these twenty things, it becomes about nothing. You know, it's really good if you talk about. Um, so there's a, there's a, there's a railway that goes up Snowdon, which is just the abomination of going on a good hike. But ultimately, there is a there is a railway that goes up the, the tallest mountain in Wales, and so if you talk about Snowdon hiking and Wales, it's absolute uh, and train. Um, then then pretty much it absolutely says you know that, that this is a page about taking the train up and walking down or, or one of the way or the other you know uh, you only need those three entities to triangulate the the real meaning of that page and anybody that is asking the question how can i get up to the top of the snowden easily is going to want to is going to want that content that triangulates with those three points so you can take that to four points or five points but if you take it up to six points you probably have narrowed your world down to something that is either impossible or completely not answering a problem that anybody's actually got so so you can only put a few things in there to guide the system and triangulate the uh, the, the underlying meaning um you can't you can't start stuffing it and if you do start stuffing it you actually shoot yourself in the foot so it is different uh, and it's a very different type of schema to this is the the author of this is jim hedger and you know and we know that jim hedger is uh, is an expert in nseo and in uh in podcasting uh, and uh, and so they, these are the things that jim hedger is is good at which means that if jim hedger po- posts something then you should risk you know if i was a search engine i would be building alg- algorithms that would respect things that Jim Hedger writes about um, SEO and uh, podcasting. You hear that, Danny? But yeah, but not things about Snowdonia and, and trains. You know, that's it's not his forte. You know, Bill Gates is not an expert in music, you know, and we can't all be good at everything and nor can a web page. Great way to word that. I find it funny, the, the example you gave, because I like you, you picked one of the very few places in Wales I've ever been on a trip to Dolgalau or Dolgothai, as you <laughs> might list it, list it off, and just this peculiar little town that mm-hmm. apparently the yeah. pubs are open 24 hours, but try and get food after 10 o'clock at night, and you're, you're, yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. Um, but a, a lovely, a lovely area, by the way. So yeah, beautiful, um, beautiful. <laughs> um, so, what would your your suggestion be, like for people? I just I want to pick your brain on this one. So you have a page; it's mm-hmm. about I don't know, pick, pick any, Snowdonia National Park. Let's just <laughs> go to the event, which has like a lot of stuff or about New York or Paris. Like it actually has a lot of stuff. How do you decide in, in your head or is it just a case by case, like, you know, that when you know sort of thing and go, what concepts should I be including on this page? Like yeah. you think of like Paris and go, there are, you know, top hotels. Like as you were sort of going through it, like, okay, the top hotels, the top attractions, the top... And now do you put the entity for each one of those attractions? Now you've got like 50, 60 different entities on that page all, all, mm-hmm. all mapped. Mm-hmm. How, how do you know that? Okay, well, I, the, the, the bigger question in there is when do you keep it one page and when do you turn it into a category? I guess is is what you're what you're what you're asking there because and, and that is the million dollar question. Uh, and it 
it, and we've been building tools to try and do that. And I'm not going to go into those now, but you know, cause, cause you know, you, you, but, 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 but we're there. So what we're trying to do is try and identify that tipping point, but it can only be a recommendation because ultimately um, if you've only got time to write one blog page and you want to be the world's expert on Snowdonia, then you've got to write absolutely everything that everybody has written in, in Snowdonia on one, on one blog page as quickly as possible. Um, but if it gets too long, then you start repeating concepts uh, and you start diluting yourself and you start being uh, master of nothing. Uh, the question is, is Snowdonia a narrow enough subject for you to be an expert on that one page? Or do you need to break it down to lots and lots of different pages? Well, I put it to you that if you are say booking.com then you could have a page on snowdonia and uh and that's and uh, because you cover the whole wide world and you're talking about travel in concepts of areas you know um however if you are writing a website about snowdonia and you're only interested in snowdonia and you're a local you're a local um uh, a local travel guide for example one page on Snowdonia is not going to do it if your whole website is about Snowdonia. So you need to break it down into um, bigger things. The question is, when does it become a category? Uh, of course, um, and, and, uh, uh, and it's, a, it's a balance of the volume of people that are searching and their user intent. So are they all asking the same question? When somebody says uh, a very narrow subject, so, you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe hiking in Snowdonia. Where do I yeah, eat while yeah. hiking in Snowdonia? Yeah, no, I was thinking about something more like uh, uh, um, uh, Brighton Pier, where you've got a brand that is very, very defined and very, very narrow in concept. Um, or you know, or, or um, I'll tell you what. Let's talk about uh, dinosaurs in the uh, Paleontothic era. era, era. I don't know if there is a paleontothic era. I'm pretty sure I made that word up. But, you know, uh, there, A, we're going away from commercial intent. Uh, we're going, but we are going very, very um, uh, narrow. And then when you talk about a particular, do you then want to have a different page for each type of dinosaurs that was live then? Or do you want to have one page? It then becomes pretty obvious, but only if you understand your own business, you know, Um if if you are if you're a um a, a site talking about ancient history then uh then one page will probably do the job if you're talking about dinosaurs then one page ain't going to do the job so the way that we try and tackle the problem is that we um run a knowledge we we build a knowledge graph of your own website so when you start the system um it it reads all your own topics and if you've mentioned uh t-rexes 10 times um then of course you may have a page then then a you should have a page for for, for t-rex if you then end up talking about t-rex on your website lots more times because you built lots more pages and keep on mentioning t-rex we'll carry on linking to the t-rex page in that process but ultimately at some point it's going to say you know what you've talked about t-rex in the concept of size you've talked about t-rex in the concept of era you've talked about t-rex in the concept of reptiles you're talking about you now need probably a, a category for for t-rex uh because you've outgrown a page for the concept really so now after you've got all your gaps, you've got to talk about pterodactyl first. But once you've talked about pterodactyl, then maybe you want to write a second page about T-Rex in a different context. 
That's the way that we do it. So that you build it out of what you've already built. And you don't need to talk, write a second page until you've at least written the first and the other things that are important. I remember in the uh, in the very early days, um, this is even before the concept of search engines, before before Ulta Vista had been had been invented. I, I had a cyber cafe back in, say, 1994, 95. Mm. And um, <laughs> we were talking about using the Dewey Decimal System to order the Internet. And as you as you were talking, Dixon, it's just occurred to me that over the years, it's always been about the best way to find order in information. Yeah. Um, the internet. That's that's you could you could write the history a history of the internet just thinking about the taxonomy of information, how things should be laid out to get from point A to point Z. Um, in uh, 2016, when you were working with Majestic, um, yeah. your team sent a representation of the internet uh, a model of the internet and then had it constructed in outer space you're, you're about to you're about to show us that model um i, I, haven't, I've got, I haven't got the model with me i've got um I've got the, has- the model the model's in, in majestics hq but this is a certificate of authenticity um I'm this sorry. is a wkrp a moment it's, a, it's a, sorry it's a podcast isn't it so i'm sorry uh, a certificate of, of, of authenticity from uh from Michael, I don't know who Michael Schneider is, the, the co-founder of, of uh, uh, anyway, I, ISS Increment 50. So it's the 50th thing printed on the 3D uh, 3D um, printer on the International Space Station. On the International Space Station. Okay, so that was a conceptual, a major conceptual art piece um, that had actually uh, earned um, you and the, the, the team at, at Majestic a... Um, Queen's Award for Enterprise and Innovation. But, um, oh, good memory. Yeah. I'm curious. That was a very different web than the web we're working on today, even though it's all about ordering information and finding the best way to get people from point A to point Z and get them to where they're going. Again, I'm, 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 I think I'm, I'm, I'm trying to poke at your philosophy of building tools for people using a web that is changing so rapidly. Um, mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, pivoting pivoting um as as things change and i guess the question is where is the how do you see the inflection point coming ahead of time um you know a change is coming here it is i'm going to develop a tool to meet this need how do you see that for me for me the inflection point came the second that um that google paid a huge amount of money for a thing that i hadn't really paid attention to called freebase and freebase had never earned any money Sounds a little bit like OpenAI right now, doesn't it? But anyway, uh, so so that was 2014, wasn't it? I think, Jim, I don't know. Uh, so MetaWeb was bought then by Google and they hadn't made any money. And yet they had an, uh, an undisclosed sum that they sold it for, but it sounded like an awful lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so at that point, I thought, I need to know why that was changing because they built this web of ideas that they, as they called it at the time, Freebase was a big database as far as I could understand. Why was it so important? And I remember, you know, there were a few people, myself, Bill Slowski, um, well, in later years, uh, Jason, um, but back, back then, you know, me and Bill were the only ones at PubCon that were talking about entities really. Um, and, uh, and I was really scrabbling to try and understand how the damn thing worked. It's why I wrote the book, because I was trying to I was trying to write it down to figure it out. Um, and more importantly, 
how do we then use it as SEO? So I was a long way ahead of it um, in that when I realized that was happening, there was a there was a, a series of several years whilst where where I felt that Google's um, philosophy they were they were they were fighting two philosophies, the the Matt Cutts page rank philosophy, and the uh, and the entity you know next generation um, philosophy, and they were trying to um, they were allowing both sets of results to sort of mix up at times. They were they they had I, I felt that they had two different um, indexes going. They were blending them. They were testing them. And I think that they ultimately have gone down the entity route, not because it's better, but because they started running out of space doing it using the page rank route. You know, the, the, the web started growing so fast and they could see that the content was coming on so quickly that they couldn't crawl it in time, index it in time. The, their algorithms, their main algorithms were iterative. So in other words, in order to find out, you know, wh- whether that page were ranked for a particular word, they need to crawl every other page on the internet to to do the link maps to do that. And, and I knew how difficult that was because, you know, uh, Majestic was not a small crawler and not a small analyzer. You know, it's a massive, massive crawler to this day. Um, and, uh, and so uh, I could see that they were going down this entity route because it saved... Uh, saved uh, it saved them billions probably but so many millions and millions and millions and millions um in in trying to get an index out and also it would scale you could scale um the concept there's 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 trillions and trillions and trillions of web pages but only hundreds of billions of ideas so all of a sudden if you organize the world's information by the number of ideas you have a lot less records than the or doing it by the number of web pages most of which are crap you know an idea may be crap but ultimately you you put it there and no one cares about it so you don't need to do much mapping to say it's a crap idea and it's only related to these other four ideas you know um so i think it it, it was a fundamental um scaling issue for google that tipped them over the edge and i could see it happening uh quite a long way in advance i think well, if there was a lot of content being created back in 2014, 2015, 2016, I can't imagine what 2023 is going to look like. There's going to be just a tremendous. <laughs> Are you able to keep up? Is Majestic able to keep up? Is Google able to keep up? So, uh, I, I, so, so there is a there is a web page on the internet where you can see how many web pages Majestic is crawling every day, um, and it and it's a public information announcement. I don't know if they uh, will always keep that up. Uh, I don't have a day to day input on Majestic these days, so I'm. Uh, well, I'm I didn't mean to use. Uh, I didn't mean to put yeah, on the spot with yeah. Majestic specifically, no, no, okay, but yeah, I mean, yeah, as but as a crawler, it was. was I think. Was I think that. Um, I, I think no. Uh, so. Um, I, I think Google will have to stop trying to crawl every page on the internet, probably, um, and uh, not without reason. However, things like PageRank still really help to say which of those pages they should, could crawl. So I think that um, the, the, the maths may come all, all back round, not for, um, not, for which, uh, not for, you know, how can you crawl the whole internet but still for deciding which pages to crawl i still think page rank is a useful um barometer for a search engine um or or flow metrics for majestic or you know uh, whatever it may be because a page has to get to a certain threshold before you know a machine will pay attention in the same way that a human 
you know, for a human, a page has to get to a certain threshold. It has to be recommended by Jim or it has to be uh, linked to from Dave's website before a human being is going to pay, give it any, any um, credence. And I think that that, that will continue. So it becomes a case of uh, you don't, nothing, uh, no search engine was ever going to crawl the whole web because even I, before I had Jack, uh, open ai to play with could write a php program that says here's a web page click on this link and it comes up with a new web page with a different url and then you click on this web page and, and so i could create an infinite web even with with three lines of php so uh so i'm sure that there are multiple areas of the internet where um there are infinite loops that, that are out there so you can't crawl the whole web page a whole, whole website whole internet sorry i never could it's just the cutoff point is just going to have to grow. That doesn't mean to say, in my opinion, uh, and I am guessing now, that um, just because content is built by a machine, it doesn't mean it won't rank. And that was already the case. So stock market prices, if you, if you wanted to look for the stock market price of, uh, of, of Microsoft, uh, the chances are you're going to get a machine generated page and you have been for the last 20 years. You know, in fact, you're probably just going to get Google telling you the answer or Yahoo telling you the answer, depending on where you look. But the answers, the pages that still come back in the results are going to show you pretty much live information based on computerized, you know, data coming straight out of the NASDAQ or sorry, the New York Stock Exchange. So, um, so, so machine generated content has been around for a long period of time. It's just that it's now sounds like creative writing that, that that's new, not just. It's a massive, massive lead. Don't get me wrong. Um, but some of that content will be good if it's got the reputation behind it of uh, of a person that you believe to be an expert in the in the subject matter and has edited that documentation or check that fact check that documentation i don't know if you saw that bank rates were um yeah. were um uh were, were publicly saying that they they were computer ai generating the, the some of their content there um and then it's being thorough thoroughly checked by professionals it's kind of interesting um that because Danny Sullivan came in and checked on it, um, and uh, and 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 it sounds to me like the you know Google Google being what Google does, you know they were slightly vague in what they were saying, but I get the impression that bank rate is not going to get banned from Google for that. I don't know what no, you no, think. I, I think I think Danny was was quite quite, quite clear about it, and uh, he he wrote I think just this morning, um, as said before, when asked about AI content created primarily for search engine rankings however it's done is against our guidance if content is helpful and created for people first then it's not an issue yeah yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. that's pretty clear i i think that's fairly clear um uh, it's not not easy to know where the line is for uh for seos because we're very bad at seeing the line <laughs> Well, again, um, if you are, I, I tried to explain this to, to, to a client the other day. Um, if you are use your content is moving, uh, the user to a goal and explaining what they're going to get as they get there, what the benefit, you know, all the benefits or, or whatever, then you're probably helping them. If you're just writing content to attract the search engine and playing the law of averages by getting a lot of people on your website and you're playing a volume game, um, chances are there's, there is better content on the topic that Google could rank ahead of you. 
Probably, possibly, maybe, not necessarily. So right, my, my, my counter argument would be if, you, if you're going to call yourself an SEO, as we do, haven't we already stepped on the wrong side of Danny's, of Danny's comment there in that, you know, our job as SEOs is to generate content that is going to get organic traffic. So we are already defining ourselves as the wrong side of that line. Um, yes and no. I would argue our job is to make content as visible and clear as possible so that it is um, uh, optimized for the Google ecosystem. Um, and in doing that, we're, we're not manipulating Google. In, 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 in fact, we're clarifying things for Google. That, that, that would be my counter argument. Yeah, which gives us the... Uh... It gives us a lovely, great big gray area for a Google to uh, to 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 swim in, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, ultimately, the job of the SEO Dave, is, is to, to adapt. Dave yeah, Dave's got to go. We actually we all have uh, uh, hard hard stops that we got to jump. We got to jump soon. But um, the job of the SEO is to adapt, and um, tools like InLinks or before InLinks, so that you you were working with Majestic, um, those those are all tools that help yep. us adapt to. Uh, it's a new environments and new challenges as they come along. And yeah. there's going to be ways to use um, chat GPT X open AI um, beneficially to users and not necessarily just to, 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 to screw with Google. Yeah. I, I, and I think that the, the best uses of, of open AI will not be for search engine optimization. The best uses will be for documentation of products uh, for, um, training uh, uh manuals for training systems there's going to be massive uh amounts of uh, of, of value for um content that is um uh informed from uh from documentation you know to be able to uh to take a a long book and get it summarized in uh in in less than 60 seconds is um a really powerful thing that the system can do. So it could also uh, take um, take you know the manual of of the Mustang and uh, and and summarize that or answer the questions or and when you sit there and say how do I change the the rear motor you know out out pops out all the instructions uh, and uh, as if as if um, they built this training program for you um, you know years before ready for uh, ready for the day that you needed to change that motor and I think that's great because uh, if that system is continually learning then if they change the model of the motor or if they change the, the design of the muscle <laughs> or whatever the system updates you you know it's so powerful um, and so uh, so transformative for our lifestyles that um, of course it's, it's like the iPhone, you know, it's just going to change our worlds. Um, how Google deals with what's going to be the fallout of that. I don't know the code red Google going, you know, Oh shit. Uh, they've, got, <laughs> they've got something better than a search engine. Now is going to be a really interesting uh, game. And uh, I'm just going to sit on the, on the, on the uh, outside as I always have looking in and saying, well, you know, our job, as you say, Jim, with as SEOs, is to deal with the play- landscape we've got. You know, if the landscape changes, we ain't going to go out of a job. What we're going to do is have to adapt, as we always have, to find out what the new environment is, to work out how you can, uh, how your clients can can work in that environment. And if your clients can't work in that environment, 
get new clients. <laughs> Indeed, and, and, and in fact, for for and, and I'm afraid we have to make this the final point because yeah. we we really do got got to close close up. Um, you are a great example of this. Um, years ago, links were everything in SEO. Links were the way you you moved the needle. Yep. And what what would you you became a marketing director of the largest um link analysis company on the on the planet. Yeah. Um that started to peter out. Um uh Google started to change its algorithms and then and, and, and look more closely at the veracity and strength of content. You adapted, moved and founded yeah. a company that deals with the veracity and strength and uh, and connections and content. Yeah. Um, I Adaptation. Yeah, and, and, and that was pre- preceded, you know, before before Majestic, you know, when I was running agency side, and you know, I remember working for did, doing some some work. Uh, Look, Look Smart employed me to try and get to the top of their own directory for their own business. Um, uh, you know, so <laughs> so uh, directories were were, were there, and, and in in the and then PPC came along. I did a little bit of world in PPC. Um, but uh, but I did enjoy links, uh, and I did enjoy going toolside. You know, as soon as I went toolside, uh, I realised that uh, that it's it's that's great. I can I can tinker with ideas um, a lot better toolside than I can client side. All the all the SEOs like myself working client side just dream of being like you toolside guys sitting there with your feet up on your desk, smoking cigars, lit by dollar bills, taking yep. Fridays off. Yeah, <laughs> taking Fridays <laughs> off, just willy nilly anytime you want. <laughs> Dixon Jones, uh, founder of uh, of Inlinks and uh, one of the great innovators in the SEO field. Thank you so much for joining oh, us on Web College today, man. It's been a treat. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Very uh, much. We'll have to have you back a lot sooner because this is a lot of fun. Dixon, thank you so much, man. Cheers. See you guys. Friends, that was Dixon Jones, again, um, uh, founder of Inlinks. And uh, Dave's had to split. Uh, we we went over time in this interview. That was that was like way so much fun. So I'm going to be closing the show. Uh, rank well, stay safe. We'll be talking to you next week. Um, this is Dave's last couple weeks on the show. So um, pass the podcast around. Let people know that uh, that, that 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 Dave Davies is uh, is, is 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 moving on. And um, Next week we'll have a we'll have another couple of uh, interesting guests to come in and you know hopefully fet Dave on his on his on his uh, new journeys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Stay well. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.